Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. So, crazy shit is happening. Yes. Tell me. Last week was super spot on. Monday was supposed to be vulnerability mm-hmm. in communication. Yes. Which wasn't quite happening, and it turned into an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. Blowout fight. The next day was all about Uranus, and so that was like the revolution that happens after you have a big conflict, yep. which is exactly what happened. Both mm-hmm. days, I like went to post and I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally exactly what happened to me. Then my friend Meryl got here, said she had a big fight yesterday. Yes. And then now everything's shifting. And even though you don't want the argument, it does bring about a change that needed to happen. So that's the thing. Like you can't escape conflict. Conflict is a part of life. Well, the reason my argument happened is because somebody was holding some shit in that Mm -hmm. they needed to say. Yep. And then exploded. Yep. So that's what happens. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Look, so even if you're living like this Zen, peaceful monk on a hill life or whatever, there's still the people around you that aren't. Yeah. I thought we were having such a great week or two. I was like, wow, everything's great. And then out of nowhere, you know, some shit, but you know, we worked through it. Yeah, that's it. And now things are kind of shifting. Definitely revolution of the relationship. Yes. Yet again. Yes. Shifting those karmic bonds. Yes. The Scorpio season is upon us. It is. It is. And that's what like this week is, is all about that we're going to talk about is, well, it's kind of like the straddle period. So it's a week of November 16th to the 22nd on the 21st Saturday is when the sun moves from Scorpio to Sagittarius. So I think of like from one sign to the next, it's a gradual build. Well, last month was Libra. So it was about balance in relationships. Mm-hmm. And then we moved into Scorpio, which is vulnerability and mm-hmm. karmic bonds. So getting mm-hmm. kind of even deeper into the relationship stuff. Yes. I think of like, you know, Libra's the scales. So it's like there's two sides of the scale. There's a dish on each side. On one side is what I'm putting on the scale. The other side is what you're putting on the scale. And it's about balancing that out. Once that's even and we've come to an agreement of what each of us are bringing to the relationship, that's when the scale is like melted down and bound into one combined entity. And that's Scorpio season? That's Scorpio. That's where it's like, because Libra is like, I'm giving you this because you're giving me that. Scorpio is, I'm giving you this because this is good for you. And what's good for you is good for us. But once you get past Scorpio season, that's when it's true vulnerability. Fuck, I thought this was all the vulnerability. Well, we're in it right now. But once you get past that, that vulnerability gets put to the test. Oh my God. 
God, what's happening? <laughs> Another test? Yes, because oh, that's man. when the sun moves into Sagittarius. Well, I want to pass the test. Then pass the test. <laughs> Face the challenge. Okay. There's always going to be challenges. Either you're hiding from the challenges or you're facing the challenges. If you're hiding from the challenges, they will find you. And they will punch you in the face. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what is the test going to be? What's the next season? The test is, so it's Sagittarius. Sag, Sagittarius is the freedom-loving sign. So that's the archer. The archer wants to gallivant all around the countryside, from town to town, village to village, interacting with all the different people to expand their mind, to broaden their perspective, to deepen their philosophy on life. There's the saying, if you love someone, set them free. So if you're in this bonded relationship and you've been completely vulnerable, the vulnerability comes to a test where you're, you can't control this person. You can't be with them 24-7, put them in a cage, let them out when you want them out. They behave exactly the way you want them to behave. That just That's not how life works. People have their individuality. So Sagittarius is about freedom. So if you truly love the person that you're in partnership with, you have to allow them to be free. So this is the straddle. Well, the straddle comes because on Saturday is when Venus, the planet of relationships which is in Libra right now, the sign that it rules, Venus moves from Libra to Scorpio, the same day that the sun moves from Scorpio to Sagittarius. So on one hand, you're letting your partner free. On the other hand, you're solidifying the bond That's even amazing. deeper. Yes. If you allow the freedom to happen, then you can... Deepen the bond. Should we move into Monday? Yeah, yeah, Monday. So Monday starts with the planet in Sagittarius. So this, this sets the tone for the week. Can you describe the nature of a Sagittarius? Yes. We haven't really covered that one. We're moving into yeah, a new season. Yeah, it's new. Yeah, so we'll get into it. So what's happening is the moon which we know is the planet of emotions, is going to be transiting, moving through Sagittarius on Monday, November 16th. So Sagittarius, like Aries, like Leo, is a fire sign. Fire is expressive. It can warm a room or burn down a house. Mm -hmm. It's all how you're working with the energy. So it's also a mutable sign. Because as the sun moves into Sagittarius later this week, that signifies the end of fall. So in the northern hemisphere, when the sun is in Sagittarius, it's the end of fall. In the southern hemisphere, it's the end of spring. So Sagittarius is a mutable sign, like Virgo and Gemini and Pisces. These are the signs that occur at the end of the season. Mutable, these are the stimulators. The stimulator signs, they're the ones that remind us that the Earth is spinning at a 1,000 miles an hour on its axis, flying through space at over 67,000 miles an hour around the sun. Things are moving very fast. What makes us feel that spinning energy? Like, what about those signs? It reminds us that we have to move forward. It can't be fall forever. I see. It's going to get colder now. 
We have to get out those winter clothes. So Sagittarius and the other mutable signs are the stimulators. They're the ones. They're the ones that stimulate us to keep moving, keep changing, keep evolving, keep growing. It can also create a kind of scattered energy as well, because it's like, oh my god, I got so many different things I need to do. It's like I can't keep up. And you'll recognize this because you are a primal triad is the the most recognizable traits of your personality Mm -hmm. that's the sun the moon and the ascendant so i have a virgo sun cancer moon gemini rising but you have the the mutable ascendant and the mutable sun because your ascendant's gemini your moon is cardinal okay your moon is cardinal because that's cancer that's the beginning of summer your ascendant is gemini that's the end of spring so that's mutable And then your son, the end of summer, that's mutable, Virgo. Okay. So what did you call it if you had all three mutables? Oh, I would say that's a triple mutable triad. Okay, I see. But you're not that. You're double mutable, single cardinal. So the most, like, affected people. If you're a triple mutable, then you're most affected by the mutable energy. Yes, exactly. You're somebody who's very adaptable, who is go with the flow, but at the same time, you can feel a bit scattered because you're saying yes to so many different people. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I'll do that. No, I'll do that too. And then you're like, oh my God, I got too many things. Like I'm committed to so many people. I think that that happens to me on occasion. <laughs> yes, exactly. So those are two of the key characteristics of Sagittarius, the fire, the mutable, and then the planetary ruler. Because when I'm looking at signs, there's four characteristics that determine the nature of the sign. If you understand these four characteristics, then you have a clear understanding of the nature of the sign. What is the element? Fire. What is the modality? Mutable. Fire, expressive, mutable, go with the flow. Number three, what is the planetary ruler? The planetary ruler of Sagittarius is Jupiter. Expansion. Yes. The god of thunder, lord of justice the planet of luck and expansion. So the fourth piece is the symbol. The symbol of Sagittarius is the archer. So the archer is that freedom-loving individual that wants to travel around. I think of Robin Hood, Katniss Everdeen. They travel to faraway lands. They immerse themselves in foreign cultures with foreign people. They expand their mind. They have a clear understanding of the difference between right and wrong. And they're very optimistic with their outlook. So the archer pulls back on the bow and is looking a thousand yards away and says, I will hit my target. That is like Jupiter. The planet of expansion, expanding the bow, pulling back on the bow, and then firing the arrow far beyond where you can even almost see. You know, when you think of these old medieval battles where they're just like pulling back and pointing the arrow like almost straight up in the air so that it will land at their target, which is far away. So this is the symbol of Sagittarius, the archer. Now... The moon, the symbol of the emotions, is in Sagittarius on Monday. So the emotions could be feeling very optimistic. They could be feeling just the urge to really speak out, say, this is my truth. 
When I think of Jupiter, Jupiter is truth and justice. So Sagittarius is all about truth. Speaking your emotional truth. That's what Monday is about. Speaking your emotional truth. And it connects with, on Monday, Mars, the god of war. And Aries, fellow fire sign. So there might be a conflict when you express yourself? When you express your truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Mars is about courage. Aries is about courage. It's the ram. It's fire. But it's fire meets fire. So maybe if you courageously speak your truth, you might be surprised. It's, this is that optimistic Sagittarius nature. You know what? I'm just going to say what I have to say. And you say it, and all of a sudden the person's like, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, sometimes we we doubt ourselves or we get fearful that if we say what's really on our mind, that things are going to go bad. But I mean, this is the time to be able to express ourselves and maybe the other person's going to be really receptive Mm -hmm. and you're going to get what you want, expressing yourself and being accepted. They might say, thanks for being honest with me. I I didn't know you felt that way, but I'm glad that you've told me you don't hate me. No, I don't hate you. I'm glad that you were honest. I want you to be honest with me. So the question is, how would you like to courageously express your emotional freedom? I mean, I guess just by, yeah, being vulnerable and sharing what's on your mind. Anything you might have been holding back on, now is the time to to share it. Yes. Don't let it fester. No, we all know what happens when we let it fester. Explosions. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You're dealing with fire here. So think about it. If you're feeling that sort of pressure cooker on Monday where it's like, I just really have to get this off my chest. I don't want to because I'm afraid what their reaction is going to be, but I really got to get this off my chest. If you don't, it's going to go go down. (laughs) Yes. It's going to come out wrong. Perfect example was last Monday. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Holding it in is never the answer. It's eventually going to come out. So you might as well do it before it becomes like a bigger issue. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's when you, yeah, you explode. Yes. It's kind of like a fine balance between letting the heat of the moment pass and being able to articulate it and then not waiting too long to where it just becomes something that you haven't dealt with and then it just explodes. Yes. I feel like if you wait too long, then it becomes toxic. So, you know, and I also want to point this out a few dates because... This is like one of these special opportunities where typically Mars spends about six weeks in any given sign. But because of the retrograde transit through Aries, Mars is spending six months in the sign that it rules. Wow. So this connection with the moon in Sagittarius would typically happen once or twice with Mars and any other sign, but because of the retrograde with Mars and Aries, it's happening seven times. So this is the sixth time that the moon in Sagittarius has aligned with Mars in Aries since July. The first time was July 1st. It happened on July 30th, August 27th, September 23rd, October 20th, today, November 16th, and then the last time is December 14th. So we've had some practice, mm-hmm. five other times it's happened, and now we only have two left. So yes. usually these lessons become easier as we learn them. So now that we're feeling a little more comfortable, we can express ourselves, move through the discomfort, and hopefully we will be rewarded with being received well. Yes, I love it. Being rewarded for being honest. Well, I'm liking that we're coming to the end of that because I'm tired of having conflicts. <laughs> maybe, I, I think maybe I have like learned some lessons for sure. You have. 
Absolutely, you've grown a lot. Tuesday, November 17th, we're looking at another transit that has repeated itself several times. This is a transit between Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, transiting through Scorpio, the sign of secrets, magic, the occult, karmic bonds. It's aligning in an opposition directly opposite Uranus, the sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, invention, and the unexpected in Taurus, the symbol that represents the material world. So Scorpio and Taurus are the two signs that represent money. Taurus because it's the bull. The bull is Wall Street, finance. So the Taurus represents financial security. Uranus moving through Taurus is all about shaking up your financial security so that you can determine what it is you truly value in the material world. What truly has value to you in the material world and why? Scorpio represents money because Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Pluto is the god of death, lord of the underworld. The underworld is where we find diamonds, gold, precious gems. Oh. So, but Scorpio is the world beyond the world of matter, the world that we cannot see, whereas Taurus is the world that we can see. So, these two planets are in opposition to each other for the third time. So that'll be a stressful alignment? I call it challenging. Challenging. It's a face-off. It's a face-off. So this is the third time that it's happening since October 7th. It happened on October 7th. It happened on October 19th. And it's happening today, November 17th. The reason why it's happened three times in the last six weeks is because of Mercury's retrograde transit. The first time happened when Mercury was moving forward. The second time when Mercury was moving backwards. And now it's happening the third time when Mercury is moving forward again. So the big question is, who holds the puppet strings of your mind and how do they affect your material security oh damn yeah well i mean i have some answers for that that i'm not going to share here but uh <laughs> some complicated shit is going down uh, yes wow yeah yes. this is like perfect timing i need new bank accounts i need to untangle my finances with an x and that's like a whole it's a whole thing dude this is so aligned with what i'm going through because it is the material world but that untangling is so much more than what exists in the material. It's a lot of emotions, a lot of like karmic bond shit mm -hmm. shifting when you untangle that. And it's heavy and very confusing. But also, I mean, I'm sure through this transition, then there will be the freedom afterwards. That's the whole point. I love that you use the word untangle because that's really what it is. When you become bonded with somebody else, where you end... And the other person begins, becomes very blurred. Very blurred. Oh my God. I never, I've never gone through something like this. And mm -hmm. the untangling is, it's so complex. You hear about people getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. I never really processed what that meant. I'm like, oh, it's like a breakup. But I haven't really had a, bre <laughs> a breakup in my adult life to really 
untangle from somebody financially, emotionally. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot. That's what this is all about. This has been happening. The first time these two aligned in opposition with each other was October 20th, 2018. It happened October 6th, 2019. It's going to happen six more times between wow. now and December of 2025. Okay, so, so my breakup has been extended over the last two years so when it first started we had separated our bank accounts um maybe i can go look back i swear it was probably october of 2018 wow that's wild ingrid i know and now it's kind of the close of that season and now i'm really looking forward to the freedom part because this shit has been really intense totally it's about getting that financial freedom for yourself yeah, we just talked about some financial freedom last week, too. Mm-hmm. and It's a big theme. These little baby steps. Mm-hmm. And then moving forward, you know, by the time you get to 2025, maybe you have realigned yourself with somebody new where you are bonded, but you still have the financial freedom that you want for yourself. Yeah, I don't think I would ever mesh with somebody financially like this again. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're needing separation. It's just like, how do you even do that when you've been like one person for so long? Right. Totally. And I wouldn't say this to everyone because some people, they're meant to share a bank account with somebody else. But for you, you're meant to have your own thing going on. You're meant to have your own freedom. Whatever the karmic bond is, you are meant to be free within that. So I don't really think that that would work for you. You meshing a bank account of yours with somebody else. I don't know if this has anything to do with my chart, but I don't really have any like attachment or resentment to the money part. It really doesn't bother me in any way. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we both contribute. So I've never felt like someone was like taking advantage of like, okay, my money right. or anything like that. Yeah. It's always felt fair. Yeah. Right. And it's always felt really easy. But at the same time, after the breakup, the untangling of the two is what is difficult. Yeah. yeah super difficult. Yeah. Wednesday, November 18th, the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in Scorpio, makes its final alignment before leaving the deepest, darkest, most passionate sign, the sign symbolized by the scorpion. It aligns with Saturn, the planet of limitation, responsibility, authority, hard work, mastery, and also karmic bonds as well is it also restriction restriction yes restriction limitation so saturn is the planetary ruler of capricorn that's the sign that it is transiting through and together the sun and saturn align today this is a supportive alignment because saturn is in capricorn which is earth the sun is in scorpio which is water water nurtures the earth earth gives water form so it's the sun in scorpio aligning with saturn and capricorn so there's a very strong bonding energy to saturn as well saturn is like a weight i think of like those gold bars that have like the imprint of the serial numbers in them uh you know like you've seen these before so that's um That's what Saturn does. It's like a press. It's like a weight. It's like it bonds you together. It brings the reality. So... And Capricorn is kind of about the career. It's about career. It's about authority. It's your ambitions. How you want to be perceived on the top of the mountain as a master of 
whatever your universe is. And so the sun and Scorpio aligning with that is like shining light into the dark corners of maybe your fears related to your Mm, career. I like that. Yeah. What are you hiding from in your career or towards your achievements in your career? I guess looking into your own mind and just looking at your fears, I think maybe something is holding you back. And I like fears because fears are something that might prevent you from taking responsibility for what it is you truly want to achieve. God, it's so true. Yes. That's always what it is. Mm -hmm. I see that in myself for sure. I feel like I'm like, I've always known that, but I'm just really stepping out of those fears and then realizing how long that I've had them. And how crazy and ridiculous it is. It wasn't even that scary to make the next step. But these fears have like kept me small for so long. Right. Small. And Saturn will keep you small unless you take that next step. Saturn doesn't care about wishes or positive affirmations. Saturn cares about Action. show me the work. Show me the work. What have you done? You've sat in bed scared? Well, then that's where you're going to remain in bed, scared with your head under the covers, or you can do something and see what happens. And then you'll be rewarded in time, in kind for doing the work. So what are you doing to embrace your personal authority? Because embracing your personal authority is saying that I matter. I have a gift. I have something to contribute. I'm going to take responsibility for cultivating my gift so that I can be a benefit to others, to those around me. This will also transform your karmic bonds because those that are draining you, holding you back from achieving your gifts from achieving your ambitions by cultivating your gifts, they are going to be released. You will cut them loose and you will attract new soulmates into your life that are going to be lifting your vibrations. So what are you doing to embrace your personal authority and transform your karmic bonds? Taking action on furthering yourself in whatever your ambitions are so you can be that authority, so you do have the courage to succeed. And also taking responsibility was part of it, so taking responsibility for the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, I love that. If you're not surrounding yourself with people that are lifting you up, then you're holding yourself back. You're not required to have this friend group or this business group. These relationships need to serve you, and if they don't, you have to let them go. Yes. I love that, Ingrid. I just want to emphasize how important this is because this is the third time that this alignment has occurred since Saturn moved into Capricorn. I want to say something real quick. Say it. So Scott keeps bringing up all of these dates and I never used to be a journaler and I still don't consider myself someone who keeps a journal, but I do use my notes in my phone to write even just short things about mostly the difficulties I'm going through, but sometimes I put in there some like good things that are happening, but it really helps me reflect when he brings up these dates or if I like haven't seen him for a while and I want to talk about the planets, I'll look through my dates and say like, this is the day that some crazy shit was happening with communication or relationships or money. Like what insight do you have? 
And you should keep a journal, especially if you're into astrology and you want to make sense of your life. It helps so much having these dates to look back on, to just reflect on what the lesson was that you needed to learn. And it just gives some clarity to the situation and helps you like move through things easier when you can actually have a date to go along with. Yeah, where the planets were on that time. I love what you say, make sense of your life, because that's literally what it is. It's like, why are these things happening? Well, if you want to make sense of your life, understand how the planets are affecting your astrological code. October 27th, 2018 was when these two first aligned. It happened again on November 8th, 2019. And then the third time is today, November 18th, 2020. It's not going to happen again for another 27 years. Holy shit. Yes. So this is a monumental time to reset your karmic bonds. Who are you bonding with? Who is elevating you to help you achieve your ambitions? And who is draining you? This is it. Do it now. Or you have, what is it, 20 years from now? 27 years. No. In 27 years, it will happen again. Yeah. So take some action while the the planets are hot. Yes. Thursday, November 19th. So there's two topics today. Number one, Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, Lady Luck, the planet of relationships, is like the sun yesterday, making its final alignment before transiting out of Libra, the sign that it rules. It's going to align like the sun did yesterday with Saturn. So Saturn is the planetary ruler of Capricorn. Venus is the planetary ruler of Libra. They're both in positions of power. The planet of authority in the sign of authority. The planet of relationships in the sign of relationships. Libra is cardinal air. Capricorn, cardinal earth. The scales, which is Libra, is very determined to find the balance. The equality in the relationship. The goat of Capricorn is very determined to get to the top of the mountain. They both have different methodologies to achieve what it is they want to accomplish. Libra is cardinal air. Capricorn, cardinal earth, both cardinal, both want to lead. Air and earth don't mix. That creates a challenge. So you are resetting these karmic bonds yesterday with Scorpio. It's going to bring about some challenges today. You are going to have to stand up for yourself in your relationship and say, this is not fair to me. So if this relationship is going to continue, then this is what I need brought to the table from you. Otherwise, I will step away from the table. And maybe you have to. Maybe that's what's in your higher good and in the higher good of your partner. But it's a time to really come to the table from a place of authority, which is not easy. But at the same time, don't you want a partner that is going to be coming to the other side of the table from a place of authority as well? Or do you want to slouch? Do you want a pushover? Do you want somebody who you're going to have to carry on your back all day, every day? Or do you want somebody who's going to step to the table from a position of power? You step to the table from a position of power and you raise the power of the person across from you. So that's the big challenge of the day. How would you like to restructure your relationship with authority or as an authority? I mean, if we're taking care of ourselves, 
by expressing our needs from a position of power and not from a position of like bullying. Right. Then it allows the other person to do the same. Yes. To be confident in your communication and to ask the same of somebody else allows for growth and also freedom. If you're coming in too hot or if you're coming in too cold, you're asking for things to be out of balance. If you're coming in too hot, they're going to end up feeling like bullied Mm -hmm. and either, either they're going to cower or they're going to attack back, which just ends up in a big fight and vice versa. If you're coming in too cold, you're not expressing yourself and your partner's never going to know what you really need. So you're not going to get what you want out of the relationship. Yes. So just coming in with like a certain amount of personal authority can really just bring about really good communication and being able to get what you want. There needs to be mutual respect. And if you're coming in with authority, then you're going to speak from power, which is not pointing the finger, yelling and bullying like you're saying, showing that other side respect, and then they better respect you in kind. You're just leading by example. Yes. Leading. And these are both in leadership signs. The cardinal signs are the starter signs. These are the signs that lead us into the season. So the next time that these two planetary rulers will align in the cardinal signs that they rule will be 27 years from now, just like the last alignment yesterday. The first time this happened was August 9th, 2018. It happened again on September 25th, 2019, and now today, November 19th, 2020. Not going to happen again for another 27 years. So this is why 2020 has been such a powerful year for relationships, reestablishing who you are in relationship what you're bringing to the table and what you are requiring from those you are in partnership with. The other major planet that we're talking about today is Mercury because today on November 19th is the day that Mercury moves out of its retrograde shadow. Yay! Yes, we can celebrate. Now you can add new projects to the plate, uh, get back to your normal pace of speed. You know, the retrograde began on on October 13th and, and ended on November 3rd, but it's still been stuck in the shadow until today. Today, it finally moves beyond where it was. And what are you most looking forward to moving towards, especially in your close bonded relationships? I mean, for me, I'm, I'm looking forward to feeling freedom, which is coming in the next season here. So, yes. Yes. That will be my reward. Good, good. You will be rewarded, Ingrid. Friday, November 20th. The moon has now moved on to Aquarius, where, like on Monday when it was in Sagittarius, aligns with Mars again today. So Aquarius is an air sign. It's fixed air. Fixed because it occurs in the middle of the season. Fixed signs are the stabilizers. These are the ones that are very loyal, but can also be stubborn. Now, it's an air sign. Air is communicative. Air can be a cool breeze on a warm summer's day, or it can be a hurricane. It's all how you're working with the energy. So when the moon is in Aquarius, this is a really good placement. After all of the relationship work that we've done, this heavy, passionate Scorpio karmic bonds, 
The moon moves through Aquarius. I'm always so excited when the moon goes into Aquarius because my moon's in Cancer, which is like double emotions and I'm already so emotional. So like Aquarius always feels just much lighter. Like I can kind of zoom out and just let things be and yeah, just gives me some relief from my emotional nature. Exactly. It's it's detached. But detached in like a... Not in a bad way, in a good way. You know, like when I think of Aquarius detached... I mean, some people will take that as a bad thing. It's like, well, they're so unemotional. They don't feel. No, they feel. But they are processing their emotions in a different way. And the way that they work through their emotions is just by doing the work. You know, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, just like Capricorn. So the water bear doesn't get all emotional about getting the water and bringing it to the village. It's a job. It has to be done. In order for the village to survive, we need water. So I'm going to go down to the stream and get the water and bring it back to the village. It's kind of like a logical approach to your emotions. Yes, yes. So it's like rather than getting all wrapped up in like, well, we need to get the water. It's like, okay, like just we have to get the water. So how do we do that? Let's be practical about it. Like we need to have a jug. Let's invent this jug, fill that up with water, carry it back when it gets too heavy. And we're tired of carrying that. We're thinking rather than getting all worked up in our emotions about it, this sucks. I have to carry this heavy jug. That's not how they're working. What they're doing is they're like, there's got to be a better way than this. What am I? Let's think about a better way. Okay. Irrigation. That way we don't have to carry the jug. We don't have to carry the jug from the river to the village. We'll just irrigate it from the river to the village through pipes or through, you know, a canal. So that's what this is about. It's about detaching, like you were saying, zooming out a little bit from all the feelings. And now it's connecting to Mars. Aries is fire. Aquarius is air. Air fuels fire. Fire raises the air. How would you like to courageously... Express your emotions to the group, the club, the organization. So yeah, that detached energy makes it easier to express yourself because you're not so emotional about it. You're Mm -hmm. able to express something without all of the like fear and like anger, whatever crazy emotional shit is behind the message kind of falls away and you're able to just express logically what's been happening with you. And then when you can do that, then people are able to receive your message when you're not overly emotional. Totally, totally. This is an alignment when Mars moves out of Aries. It'll have been seven times. This is the sixth time. Typically, this alignment would only happen once or twice when Mars is moving through Aries. But because of the retrograde, it happened on July 6th, August 3rd, August 31st, September 28th, October 24th, today, November 20th, and then on December 18th. So it's really an opportunity to detach, to be logical, like you were saying. Really think of the the bigger picture of how can we just look at this problem from an objective perspective perspective and bring it into the future so that it's like better for everybody i love that objective perspective (laughs) yeah objective perspective yes so saturday november 21st this is the big day that we talked about at the top this is with the sun moving into sagittarius and venus moving into scorpio this is the straddle this is the straddle This is the straddle. So this happens every year. 
not like it's happening this year, but it happens every year with the sun moving into Sagittarius. And it always happens on November 21st or the 22nd, and it stays there until December 21st. So it's about being free, traveling, expanding your mind, learning something new, immersing yourself with a foreign culture, learning a new language. Like what can you do to truly expand your mind so that by the time you get to December 21st, which is a really big day this year astrologically, what have you learned between now and then? How has your mind grown between now and then? Now, what's unique about this year is it's happening the same time as Venus and Scorpio. So this is the planet of relationships in the sign of karmic bonds, the sign of magic, psychic awareness, the occult, taboo. It's a very dark, dark placement. It's what's hidden in the shadows, secrets in relationships, what secrets are being illuminated in your relationships. What can you do to exhibit your freedom for the sake of broadening your mind? Practicing things that bring you happiness. Maybe delving into some of your hobbies. Um, things that just bring you joy. Indulging in those so you feel connected and full. Yeah. I like that. What's going to make you happy? What sounds fun to you? This is a time now that you've bonded with your partner and it's a testing ground. Explore your like freedom to be yourself. Within the unit. Exactly. Venus in Scorpio, who are the individuals you are bonding to and why? That's something else to think about. I mean, ideally the same answer as the first one, which is, you know, surround yourself with people that bring you joy. That bring you joy that allow you to be yourself. Yeah. That allow you to be yourself. I mean, and being yourself is all about freedom. Yes. Yes. So really think about if you're conforming yourself. Of course, there's going to be compromise in relationship. But if you're suddenly a different person in the relationship, then something's off. Maybe they've cast a spell over you with the the Scorpio energy, the magic energy. They've used some dark magic on you. So really pay attention to if you are yourself around that person or if maybe your friends are saying like you've changed you know that that yeah it's like well people change all the time and it's if they're willing to accept the new version of you or not and if they aren't then that's doesn't mean they're your friend anymore true true but at the same time from the other side of the coin that could be like a friend that's like concerned that they feel like you've changed because of this relationship and it's not necessarily oh. for the better but it could be that way as well maybe maybe the relationship has made you better maybe you're a more confident person now and the friends that have been draining you don't like it that's one scenario another scenario is is that your friends are the ones that lift you up and make you feel light because you can just be yourself around them and now you're with a partner who is draining you and you're not the same around those friends that were lifting you up. Either situation brings a little bit of difficulty to it. Those karmic bonds are going to be shifting. Mm-hmm. I mean, ideally, you don't want to be stuck in either of those scenarios. No, no, not at all. So just really think about who's lifting you up and who's dragging you down. Now, you mentioned earlier about like keeping a journal and that sort of stuff. So really think about those dates that I gave you every year from November 21st to December 21st, the sun is in Sagittarius. What is life like for you during that period? 
every year. This is like right around Thanksgiving time. So it's like, we're always supposed to be saying like what we're grateful for. And it's kind of like taking stock of what's happening in our lives. Like what are the positive things that are going on? Mm -hmm. And I want to remind like everyone whose sun, moon, ascendant has any planets in Virgo or Pisces, there's going to be challenges during this period because those are the mutable earth and water signs. Virgo's mutable earth, Pisces mutable water, Sagittarius is mutable fire. So that is going to create some uncomfortable alignments that could create some challenges over the next 30 days. Well, that's me. That's you, Ingrid. Yay. So much excitement, <laughs> so much to look forward to. But then there's Venus and Scorpio. So that's going to continue until December 15th. Venus, relationships, Scorpio, fixed water. So again, if you're somebody who is got the sun, moon, or ascendant, or any other planets in Leo, which is fixed fire, Aquarius, which is fixed air, Venus and Scorpio, fixed water, that's going to create some uncomfortable challenges in your relationship. So be mindful of that between now and December 15th. But looking back, the last time Venus was in Scorpio was October 8th to November 1st, 2019. The time before that was September 9th to October 31st, 2018, and December 2nd, 2018, to January 7th, 2019. So think about those dates. Think about what was going on in your relationships during that period. That will give you some clues as to what might be in store for you looking ahead. Now, Ingrid, we finally made it to Sunday. Are you ready? I'm ready. For Sunday, November 22nd, Mercury, which we've talked about a couple times this week, the planet of communication in Scorpio, the sign of secrets, aligning with Mars, another planet that we've talked about a couple times this week, the planet of conflict in the sign of courage, in the sign of self-confidence. So this is about communicating your secrets with self-confidence, being open in those karmic bonds, using your psychic awareness and being courageous in this area, being vulnerable. Being vulnerable is sharing your secrets. And then psychic awareness is knowing what's going on with your partner in relationships. So you can kind of understand what they're going through without having to talk about it. Just kind of like knowing their nature. Yes. Yes. So kind of reading the room. Yes. That's exactly it, Ingrid. I think some people think psychic awareness is like reading someone's mind. I mean, I guess it kind of is, but in like a in like a knowing way. It is, but it's in a knowing way, like you said, in that you understand what makes your person you're bonded to tick. You know if you walk into a room with that person, if there's somebody there that has, I don't know, a cologne on, you're like, oh God. There, that's going to trigger them, you know, or whatever it <laughs> yeah. is, or, you know. You can feel their mood without them saying anything. You can tell kind of what headspace they're in. Yes. So picking and choosing your moment to share your vulnerability um, is key to the success of a conversation. Mm -hmm. Well done. Another week in the books, Ingrid. Yeah. So thank you for listening. All right. Well, wrapping up the week, 
If you want to follow us on Instagram at The Weekly Transit, we post every day uh, little tips on what we talk about here on the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate us five stars on iTunes or Spotify. The Weekly Transit was edited by Ingrid Iverson. If you'd like to follow The Weekly Transit email, go to theweeklytransit.com. Or if you'd like a reading with Scott, theweeklytransit.com. The weekly transit. The weekly transit.